Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. KKSC-FM HD1, Brookfield, Denver, Boulder. Home of the Colorado Avalanche. And home of the reigning NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. This is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. It's Dempsey and Company. Dempsey and Company, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Nelly's notes are coming up at 11.20. We'll also have shout-outs at 11.45, so text those in 303 504 on the Champ Mazda text line. Get your shout-outs in. We will read them coming up at 1145. Uh, Dems, Joe Lenardi has the Colorado State Rams dialed in as a sixth seed as it stands. They'll be playing if this goes all so well. Uh, in the East, in Boston, they would be seeded in the UConn bracket. UConn, the latest number one team in the country to fall. They fell last night on the road at Creighton. The CU Buffs part of his next four outs, so the Buffs got to finish strong. CSU is pretty firmly in this tournament. Um You said you've been watching pretty closely. Yeah. Give me a state of college basketball as we're just, what, Two weeks away from the the tournament. Oh, two weeks away from um, yeah, yeah. We're closing in. Conference tournaments will be uh, here before. You know, it's fascinating to me, man. Be- oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh. <laughs> that's right. We can't. You gotta warn me before you do that, Nelly. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh um, yeah. Name a better sound. Maybe the Masters. Nope, nope. It's not better than the Masters. That this is it. This is it. I'll say this theme song is very slept on in the grand scheme of sports songs for TV because everybody talks about everybody talks about Monday Night Football or maybe Round Ball Rock, the old NBA on TNT theme. Yeah. No one talks about how great this one is. Yeah. No, this is this, this just, is up there. It reminds me of being 16 and grabbing a laptop and being in math class and not paying a lick of attention <laughs> and then going out for a free block and finding a room with a projector and seven TVs and just having your boys and this was before you could you know well it's obviously illegal for someone who's 16 years old to bet but betting with your boys on the brackets mm-hmm. and skipping class to watch the first two days of the NCAA tournament <laughs> oh what a feeling what a what a sound there's nothing like it, Dempsey. No, it's um, you are exactly right about that. I it's it's my favorite time of year. 
Um, that's let's just put it that way. But I, I I think a couple of things are happening, and I'll just start locally. Colorado is dropping the ball, and if they are not able to make the NCAA tournament this year, I don't know when they will, because they are going to the Big Twelve next year, and it, it feels like every team in that conference is good. It, it, that that's what it feels like, and um they 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 will there's a a university that they'll get eaten alive in the Big 12 next year. Uh so they have to do this this year and they have been wishy-washy at best man and that's why they're on the next four out line. The next four out, that's not even the first four out. That's like you're you're over there. Uh, Colorado has to win games. They got to start winning them fast. They got Utah on Saturday. Um they must win that game. They 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 have to. Utah is one of the teams that um, they're kind of jockeying for position with um, in, in back and forth in the conference. Uh, meanwhile, Colorado State's just playing great. They have New Mexico tonight. Um, you know, it, the, the Mountain West has been tough, uh, especially on the road. And so this is what I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see Colorado State go on the road tonight and lose because teams in college basketball this season, you go on the road and you lose. And I, I you know, I, I heard the, the morning show talking a little bit through the Creighton um, UConn situation. Well, the thing about that series in general is the home team has won each of the last like four or five games in that series in general, uh, including UConn beat the beat Creighton earlier this year um, in stores, Connecticut, in a game in which Creighton shot 52% from the field. They didn't get beat because they didn't shoot well. They got beat because they put UConn to the free throw line about a thousand times. So I knew last night Creighton was going to win because that's how it's going down in in college basketball this year, because the rosters, they're the difference between the the top teams, the teams that would be on that number one seed line, and then even your two line, three line, four line, it's almost negligible, except for in a couple of cases. And actually, actually, UConn is one of those cases. It just so happens they that was by far the hardest road conference game that they had played so far this season. They lost it. If you are looking at college basketball and trying to handicap and trying to figure out what might happen in the tournament. I just think that outside of maybe the Houston Cougars, Houston is the most intimidating basketball team I've seen in a while. They get into you and you defensively and they, they smother you, you are smothered. And it, 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 to see otherwise really good offensive teams go there and score 40 points, 50 points, um, the, the, the 20 to one run, uh, those kinds of things. Houston is to, to me, they, they, you can set them um, and UConn at, at, uh, above everybody else. But outside of that, Raj, I think you have to look at some of the neutral site games early in the season to understand what these teams might do on neutral sites because everybody's winning at home all the time. And if, if, it's making it very difficult to, to to discern who the true great teams are versus who are kind of pretenders. But it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Colorado's got neutral site wins over number fifteen Miami at the time, and that was a drubbing where uh, De Silva goes off for twenty two, and they beat the. The Hurricanes by 27. They beat Richmond by six. They lost in overtime uh, to Florida State mm -hmm. at a neutral location as well. Mm -hmm. And Colorado, 
uh, what we found out a about Miami is Miami is not that good. So that neutral site win is not helping them as much. As when, so when you look at bracketology, right, uh, that should have been a win that's helping them a whole lot more. But it's not because Miami um, um, has turned out to be an average basketball team. For Colorado, it, it has been, you know, some of the inexplicable losses to me. You lose at Cal early. You lose, you lose a pair of games at Cal and um, Stanford. I don't understand why you lose those games. Um, you played a portion of this, of this season without Cody Williams. I get that. You... But you 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 go to UCLA, and UCLA is playing better, but they're not as good as your as, as as the Colorado team is. And it's look, I did just say it's very difficult to go on the road and win. You lose to UCLA, it takes you double overtime to beat USC. USC's terrible. Um, this is the way that season's gone for CU, and and I don't like it, man. I don't like it as a CU fan and um, supporter. I. They are too talented to play like this. They, they should be in the tournament. I, it, it's it's very difficult. But um, it, when you look at the landscape of things, I think it's I think it's been a, a super interesting season because of the parity in the sport. I think you can make the argument for CU to get in to barely get in. Maybe be one of the play-in teams, and you sneak into what the play-in will get you an eleven seed, right? Yeah, it'll, playing yeah. get you playing could get you an eleven at that point. So, for Colorado, I mean, I, I I see no other. They have to run the table. So you get Utah. They don't have to win the Pac-12 tournament to get in, though. Not the Pac-12. Run the regular season table. That's that's a good point. Just run the regular season table. Like so the 11 Utah, point, the eleven point loss a couple a couple of games ago against Arizona is that's a that's understandable. That's an understandable loss to a team that might be a one seed. Granted, you did get the doors blown off you by that team by nearly 40 earlier yeah. on in the season. But if they take into account recent form and you go on a run to, let's say, win your final five games, six games of the year, they can sneak in. CSU is in. And CSU with a good run at the end, they got a tough game coming against uh, against New Mexico, as you mentioned yeah. earlier on. CSU can sneak their way into a five. Yeah. And the Creighton win is looking better and better by the day. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Creighton is holding CSU up. That was a great victory for them. Yeah, Colorado should win every one of these games. I, I think we should not even I, – like, I, I know there's not a lot of expectations attached to Colorado basketball. It's just kind of like, well, if they're in a tournament, that's great. This year, then – like, but I, I, I don't think so. I think there should be real expectations put on that program. And – Utah, Cal, Stanford, all at home. And then you go to Oregon and Oregon State, win all five. Win all five. You're better than every single one of those teams. But anything less than that, Raj, and this team is going to the NIT again, and that's unbelievable to me given the the, the personnel on that, if on they, that squad. If they go to the NIT, they don't get into the tournament this year, and they underperform yet again. With a lottery pick on the team, Raj. Tad Boyle's job safe. He's been there for what fifteen years. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, and it's a good gig because there's no expectations. But there needs to be expectations on that program. You have a literal lottery pick on your team in a sport in which one player can change your fortunes. 
and you're on the se- you're you're on the next four out. That is unacceptable. It should be unacceptable. And again, it's not going to get better next year when you get into a conference that's much tougher than the one that you're playing in right now. You will see Houston next year. You will see Kansas next year. You will see TCU next year. These teams are major. You will go and you will lose all the time. And I, I we, it's I, I I hope I hope in Boulder that we're holding them to the standard of, well, it's a, a standard that's better than just well, it's cool that you make the tournament once every five years. Uh, that's not good enough. And it's not good enough when you have a talent like Cody Williams on your team in a conference that's not – the Pac-12 is not that good this year. I, that's, that, that is it. And if you can't get yourself through this batch of teams to the tournament this year, then maybe, maybe changes might be needed. Two, three weeks away from conference tournaments, a month away from the NCAA tournament kicking off the first four. That starts on March 20th, March 19th and 20th is the first four. We'll have Nelly's NFL notes on the other side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've got Dempsey and Company. Altitude Sports Radio. 92.5. Dempsey and Company presents Nelly's NFL Notes. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. It's fun. Brought to you by Mountain High Appliance. Locally owned and operated since 1993. Colorado's most complete appliance store. It's 11:20 on Dempsey and Company. Means it's time for Nelly to bring us around the gridiron. It's Nelly's NFL notes. What is up first, Stephen Nelson? It's time to play the feud. Stealing something from Moshe Lombardi and Kane. What's going on? It's a copycat league. Always has been. Always will be. (laughs) Pro Pro Football Talk and Spot Track have published a massive list of free agent quarterbacks. So top 15 answers on the board. I'm going to rattle off all of these free agents. You just give me a quick gut reaction, yay or nay. Now, some of them we've already talked about, so I'm going to run through what you've already said before. Yay or nay, as in I want them on the Broncos, or I believe that the Broncos can get the quarterback, because those are two very different answers. You know what? Give me both, because that actually is a perfect segue. The first two on the list are Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield. You both have said you would take them, but the cost is too high. I agree certainly for Kirk Cousins. I think that Mayfield is more affordable. He is. Mayfield's more affordable. You still can't afford either one of them, especially if you're going to move on from Russ and have to eat at least $40 million this season in dead cap, already being $22 million over the cap as it stands today. Like both of them, no shot they come. Same. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, I don't love Baker Mayfield, but like he's he's an improvement. I, he's I, got some. He's got something. I, I, he tugs at my heartstrings for some reason. I know. I don't. I don't know. Well, I like. I, I do like Kirk Cousins. Um, but you can't afford either one of them. So, so no. 
He tugs at your heartstrings for some reason, Raj. Yeah, Next two on the list. Love you, me a lip pillow. You both <laughs> have said you wouldn't take either of these, if I remember correctly. Next two are Sam Darnold and Mitch Trubisky. 0 for 2 for you, gentlemen? No, I would take Sam, Darnold. Yeah. I, I, I'd put a flyer out on Sam Darnold. I think he's the perfect fit. I, as I said yesterday, and as many people have said before me, if you're looking to compete this year, looking to get into the playoffs, you need to find this year's Baker Mayfield. Trubisky's not that guy. Trubisky is, he's back up for the rest of his career. I don't want to see him. Darnold has a chance that if he's in the right situation, he can be rehabbed. He's still young enough that he still has the potential. I say yes to both on Darnold. He is affordable, and I'd like to see him here. Yeah, I'd say yes to both on Darnold, too. I guess that for me, for me, I'm looking at a lot of these guys as just bridges anyway. So... If I'm saying yes to Sam Darnold, I'm saying yes to a couple of seasons backs before you find the actual guy that you want to go for it with after that. So, but yeah, I'd be in for Sam Darnold. Why not? I, I think he's the kind of quarterback that Sean Payton would like anyway, in terms of, uh, you know, he can play on schedule uh, and then he could get, a, and he's got enough mobility to to do some things with his legs as well. Look, if, if you're saying that, if you're Sean Payton and you're saying that Jared Stidham looks like a, starter in this league to you then why not get a guy who was a starter in this league <laughs> who profiles probably better than Jared Stidham does anyway yes yes to both on Sam Darnold all right I'm gonna run through the rest of this list and you just you just stop me when you hear somebody that you would take in Denver we'll do it that way Ryan Tannehill Gardner Minshew either one of them sure continue Tyrod Tyrod Taylor Jacoby nah. Brissett no Drew nah. Locke well, maybe we get the return of Drew. <laughs> Does it pique your interest? You could convince me. The now elite, now in his prime, Joe Flacco. No. no. Tyler Huntley. No. Carson Wentz. He's another guy that I look at, I go, why not? <laughs> yeah, what do you got to lose? Know. Why not? The past is no, not Josh. cancer is what everyone right. says, but that that's the problem. That dude was supposed <laughs> to be the MVP of the league for a decade before he blew out his knee. And that's we we don't want. I it. have to take away the fact that I am tied to that guy for another like six seasons in my dynasty league. So <laughs> worst dynasty pick ever, no, ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, no My selfish answer is yes. <laughs> the logical answer is no. That dude should be at the league. Facts. Uh, pa Pastronaut? Yeah, no. The Pastronaut, Josh Dobbs. Nope. Nah. Mason Rudolph. Nah. Easton Stick. Kim Becker's favorite quarterback. Would you take him? Yes. Yeah. Do I get a package of SE16s? Easton Stick. <laughs> it's the best hockey stick ever made. <laughs> Easton Synergy SE16. Are they? Oh. I would do unspeakable things for a rack of those twigs. Well, why, why are they so good? What makes them good? Uh, they were just the perfect balance. Like, they looked what? great, and the kick point was awesome. And it was just a good stick. It was a good stick. That's all I got to say. I'd take There's a reason why Joe Sackick still plays with his SE16 to this day. To this day? Yeah. If it's good enough for Joe, That's it's good, good enough for me. <laughs> Facts. Also, Easton Stick is good enough for us. We're at the point where any one of these quarterbacks that we've named, it, the answer should be, why not? He played well, didn't he? Reasonably well. Is that well? the end of your list? 
That is, unless we want to get into soon-to-be-released and quarterbacks you could potentially trade for, we have a couple more options. Keep going. Yeah. All right, soon-to-be-released. <laughs> One of these people I know you won't take. They listed Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, and Zach Wilson. One of those you can't take. But what about the other two? Jimmy G, who juiced for nothing, and Zach Wilson, who would probably have the time of his life in Cherry Creek, if you know what I'm talking about. No to Zach Wilson. I just can't do it with that guy. I can't do it. I think no to either. Yeah. Jimmy well, Garoppolo, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo would have yeah. a field, get, field day in Cherry Creek, though. He'd have a good time in Cherry Creek. Yeah. Both of those guys would have a great time. Yeah, they just would. Why not get both of them and just wreak havoc? <laughs> <laughs> just drop them in Cherry Creek yeah. and just, just put, see what happens. Put them outside Lululemons <laughs> in Cherry Creek, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the last the last handful is quarterbacks that you could trade for. You could trade for, in some scenario, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, or Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke if the Falcons decide to move on. Any of those four move the needle for no you? No to the last two. You know, I don't know why Justin Fields intrigues me. I don't know why. Because, Raj, I, when I entered this season, if you said the name Justin Fields to me, I, just, I would just say, well, he's not that good. He, he's just not that good. He it's he can barely he can't diagnose things quick enough. Um, he's an inaccurate thrower, and I don't need that as my quarterback. And for some reason, I find him intriguing right now, and I don't know why. I don't know why. What's next, Nelly? Antonio Pierce, the Raiders head coach, went on Max Six Crosby's podcast because, of course, like every other athlete, he has a podcast. And Antonio Pierce said that he has a strategy for beating the Chiefs, and it's simple. He said you got to cut the head off the snake, and, of course, that's Patrick Mahomes. you got to get physical with him. you got to get after him early and often. And he compared this to a strategy that was used in the NBA back in the 80s and 90s. And then we went into... You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his <laughs> Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. Yeah, you know what? Um... I understand what he's saying. I feel like it's an odd situation to bleep the word, the vulgar term for butt. Makes me think that his something else is getting whooped in there. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the Jordan rules? Actually, you probably don't. I don't. So, Detroit. um, Before my time. Yeah. Enlighten me. Teach me. Educate me. About the time that actually the late um, Michael Malone's dad was uh, coaching on that team. Um, basically what it was, because Michael Jordan was so good that the Jordan rules really were to beat him up and put him on the ground. When he went to the basket, he was not to, A, not not only was he not going to reach the basket, but he was going to be physically put to the ground. And just to be physical with him the entirety of the game. And really, because of that, Michael Jordan really does credit the physical beating that he took, he went to the weight room, got bigger, stronger, and then he did the the the, the teaching of lessons uh, from that point on. But if what you're saying as Antonio Pierce is you are going to there was a lot of cheap shotting that happened in the Jordan rules. Are you gonna are you saying you should just be cheap shotting Patrick Mahomes? We should just knock him out of the game? 
if you can't beat them, hurt them. It feels like Bounty Gate to me. That's feels like Greg Williams and Sean Payton like. to me. But, yeah. but here, here's the bottom line, though. It, in the case of Antonio Pierce, this is one of those inside thoughts that needs to say inside. Every single team in the NFL is using this strategy, and you're a liar if you think otherwise. If you're a Broncos fan and you enjoyed that Super Bowl ring, tell me that the Broncos defense didn't try to beat the snot out of every single quarterback they faced that year. They gave Tom Brady nightmares. They broke Cam Newton because they tried to get after quarterbacks yeah, early and often. Doubt. This is the formula. But if you're Antonio Pierce, you don't put that on Max Six Crosby's podcast. You keep that inside, and you show the footage in the film room. That's where I think... The problem is the 404 says the problem is you can't hit him if you can't touch him, which which is also true. That's the truth. I I do agree that when they run that little read option, he's pitching it out to Pacheco uh, in the flat. Every time it happens and I don't see the quarterback get hit and it's it's not just Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If I'm a safety. Screw the ball. I, I don't I don't care where the ball goes. That dude's a ball carrier. He's a running back, the quarterback. So just take him out. Take him out. Tackle him. If you get, if it's a flag, it's a flag. He's going to score on you anyways. Did we see, did, don't you think we saw, we saw the Broncos kind of operate that way this year? Especially more as the, 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 as the season progressed? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Get I, hats it's, to the quarterback. Yeah, and everybody else. Did you see P.J. Locke's tweet, by the way? I didn't. So P.J. Locke tweeted uh, not too long ago that he is looking forward to what's next. God's got him, blah, blah, blah. Is he going somewhere? I mean, if he goes somewhere, what's the safety situation in Denver right right now? Are you going to extend Simmons? If Locke is gone, that's not great. You've got a, a rookie safety that played a single defensive snap last year. You had to get rid of a safety because he was serving multiple NFL suspensions, and you you cut him. Right. Who's playing safety on this team next year? I don't know. There's you, so many holes. There's so many roster spots that need to be filled this year. <laughs> so many. You can't possibly let P.J. Lott go, right? No. Unless you're trying to get cheaper and more cost-controllable, sure. Here's you the go t- find an, an undrafted free agent, you get a guy in the fifth of the sixth round, and he becomes... Another part of your secondary. Here's the tweet. Man, I can't wait to see what God has in store for me with the next move. More goals, more achievements, more life. Yeah, it sounds like he's gone. It sounds like he's gone. And what we know is from Sean Payton is that they had meetings, roster meetings already, right? He gone! Yeah, probably right there, Nelly. <sighs> what are they doing? They're getting know. younger and cheaper. That's what they're doing. They're getting younger and cheaper. I guess so. I don't love this, though. I don't love it. Reminder that Nelly's NFL Notes is brought to you by Mountain High Appliance. We are Colorado's most complete local appliance store with locations in Denver, Louisville, Littleton, Colorado Springs, and Glenwood Springs. Offering every major appliance line and brand, mountainhighappliance.com. Now, Jameis Winston, somebody who you might take in Denver, went on Pardon My Take the Barstool podcast, and he finally answered a question that has been burning in our minds for years now. What the heck was Eat That W? Where did that come from? Do y'all remember the soup? 
the alphabet soup. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Of so course. I always just talk about like, hey, we scraping the bowl today. We scraping, we eating up, we eating up everything, right? And we only looking for dubs <laughs> in the alphabet soup. There's a lot of different options out there, but we looking for W's. We eating all the W's in the alphabet soup. But this one game, like ironically, you know, the, the true thing happened in New Orleans. <laughs> I'm talking, you know, and, and I'm inspiring the guys like, hey, like, what are we eating today? Like, I already had the alphabet soup conversation early in the year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put it in their head. And, and, yeah, yeah, and we ate the W. I was like, what are we eating? I was like, we're eating W's. Like, what this is? You know what I'm saying? It's a mm -hmm. W. We eating that W. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I took the W out the soup. I already had the W ready and prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I think it went, it went left when I started actually eating the W. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. And when I ate the real W, uh -huh. and then proceeded to dap up Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the worst person to dap up. <laughs> because Deshaun from Cali, he already Hall of Famer. First, he don't got no time for no eat the W's. He just, he looking like, give me some touchdowns. Yeah. Give me the ball, Jameis. Like, hey, worry about no eat the W. And when I tried to dap him up, in the eye contact we made, <laughs> Doing that, I think it was a powerful speech. It really it was. was. Yeah, Man, I was banged up. You know, I had a grade three AC sprain. You know, I'm, I'm going in. I'm fighting. I'm fighting that. Like, and, and and we've been losing. I'm just. I'm. How are we gonna wheel this team to get a win in the Superdome? Sign him now. Okay. Sign I, I the can, dude now. Okay, I'm convinced. <laughs> the team, the team likely is going to be crap next year, right? You're in cap hell. You're moving on from Russ. At least give us some fun. All right. It's fine. It's fine. I, I take back everything I said about like, James Winston. Let's get him. I haven't smiled that much in two years. We had to listen to this crap for two seasons. <laughs> Garrett has been awesome. Ever, you know, I, I've admired, you know, I've admired Garrett, you know, really since he came into the league and everything that he's done. I remember the draft. Uh, I remember him being up on stage and how excited he was. I just remember watching that and um, just, you know, the, his story, his story, his story, his story. His story is very real. Uh, his story is uh, uncommon, um, but yet also common in some people's lives. And I can't do it. I can't do it. Uncommon the fact that he's gotten to. And Compare your level of happiness now as to what it was after you heard Jameis Winston talking 90 seconds about eating that W because it's alphabet soup. Sign the guy tomorrow. You win. Let's you win. just have fun being bad. I'm, uh, sign me up. I'm in. I, I, I am officially now in. Jameis Winston is a hilarious person, and his teammates like him. So, okay, I'm here for the entertainment value of it. I'm, I'm here. And I'm, there's I'm the, in. the outside shot of success because he was he, relatively he, right. successful. He does have arm talent. Under no Sean doubt. Payton. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you have you have converted yeah! me. You have, I am converted. Team Jameis, <laughs> it's Team Jameis and trade down in the draft. There's so many holes on the roster. Fill it with a cheap quarterback. You're not going to find your guy this year. For the love of God, don't trade up. You don't have the assets. Get Jameis Winston's silly ass in here. Nelly, what's next? Derrick Henry is a free agent, and all signs are pointing to him leaving the Titans. If you're a betting degenerate, I'll give you the odds on where he's going to land next. The Ravens are Ravens. currently the favorite at plus 175. Yep. After that, you've got the Dallas Cowboys at plus 550, the Eagles at plus 650, and then the Texans at plus 750. Ravens. Ravens. You know, I... I, I 
you know, that offense couldn't score against Kansas City. And I just think I think there's a little bit more left in the tank. They don't need Derrick Henry to be great for five years. Like, that team is ready to get to the Super Bowl next season. And so if you can uh, add to that already potent running game, because you imagine like, if they're running read option or, or like with, with with Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry, like who defense? I don't want to do that. Yeah, right. I don't want to try and tackle that. Who, who, who are you? Who's your priority? In you that? don't think the treads are off the tires there? I think they're almost off, but but they only need them to be on for one season. Baltimore is ready to get to the Super Bowl and win it now. And and I think there's enough tread on Derrick Henry's tires to help get them there in a one-year scenario. But if you're asking me, do I think he should be there running back going forward, you know, subsequent seasons, then I think all bets are off there. Get your shout-outs in. We'll read them coming up at 1145. It's Dempsey and Company on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for all our Twitchers, all our texters. The show's nothing without you, so appreciate the feedback. Text Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 on the Shop Mazda text line. 303-504-0925. Shout out for a few minutes as we wrap up Dempsey and Company here on a Wednesday morning. PhD coming up next from noon to three. And then Kreckman and Lindahl, three to six on your drive home from work today. Uh, been talking about all of it. We've got Michael Malone who joined us at 1020. Uh, just search Dempsey and Company wherever you get your podcast to listen back to that interview. Uh, he had great things to say about the health of Julian Strother, KCP, Jamal Murray, all of whom were back at practice last night. Look like they're going to be healthy moving forward into the stretch run for the Nuggets. Avs had a huge 3-1 victory last night uh, at home against the NHL's top team, the Vancouver Canucks. Alexander Georgiev, a 960 save percentage in that game. Uh, Archery Lekkinen was great. Ryan Johansson had two goals. Uh, we had a little bit preview of the the NCAA tournament and uh, the stretch run there is we're just like two and a half weeks away from college basketball's conference tournaments, uh, where the Rammies are going to seed in in the field of 68. Will the Buffs play well enough to get in uh, and shoehorn their way either into a play-in or to an 11 seed uh, remains to be seen. Um, I, I do want to get back to what's been my favorite topic of the day is uh, Nikola Jokic was was at the Avs game last night with his family, brought his daughter, they were on the glass, and we've never seen or heard an ovation like that, I think, in any Denver sports stadium. We've seen Von Miller after Super Bowl 50. We've seen Peyton Manning after Super Bowl 50. We've seen Nathan McKinnon uh, after a Stanley Cup championship going to a Nuggets game. Uh, Von going to an Avs game or to a Nuggets game. It, it, and those stadiums erupted. Yep. We hadn't seen anything like the ovation that we got for Nikola Jokic last night. And I, again, I think it is, it, it's this, 
this confluence of him being ours. He he is Denver's guy. He's a begrudging superstar that kind of fits the fits the mold, fits the feel of Denver a little bit more. And and I got the text lines coming in. I I understand, guys. I totally get it that people over the age of let's say 15, 20 years old, they'd always say it's John Elway or they would always say it's Joe Sackick, but probably lean to the Elway bit. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between those two guys. I'm not taking anything away from what John Elway did for this state. I grew up in the 90s with John Elway here in Denver. I understand how important that dude was. And I'm not saying this to take a shot at John. The difference between Nicola and John and their stardom, and the reason why I think that Nicola hasn't yet eclipsed Elway, but is right there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that feeling of, ah, this guy's kind of a jerk. This guy, this guy kind of has that, well, blonde hair, rich white kid from Southern California, went to Stanford, forced his way to Denver because he didn't want to play for the Colts at a college. He didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. He feels like he is this homegrown, begrudging superstar that just wants to be one of the dudes. And that's why I think you got the type of reaction from Avalanche fans last night shouting MVP at the top of their lungs in the middle of what was a preview of what should be the Western Conference Final. You never, you don't have that from anyone else. Yeah. From anybody else. No. Maybe Joe. Maybe. But the level of superstar is vastly different in the NFL and the NBA than it is in the NHL. That, that is true. Um, I, I'll say this. You know, because I think at the crux, the, the crux of the issue is what has this pl- person meant to the city as a player and, an, and as an individual? I think that Nikola Jokic and John Elway are pretty much the same in that respect. And here's what I mean. For Broncos fans, obviously, this is the that is the that's the team of record in this city in this state, the Broncos. It was a team that had had mild success, and you know, to all, all the way on down to no success in its years. Uh, it went to a Super Bowl. We watched Craig Morton lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Also, don't miss me with the fact that John Elway was the guy who brought the first championship to Denver. You're two years too late. The first title was Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Patrick Waugh, and the Colorado Avalanche in 95-96. It wasn't the LA Broncos. That happened two seasons after. And so, for the team that's the most popular, we watched it lose in the Super Bowl in the 70s. We watched then John Elway come onto the scene and make that football, just will that football team to places that we had hoped it could go, but never really saw past that one moment in time when they lost to the Cowboys. So John Elway drags this football team to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and they lose them. And then finally he breaks through. And it was because he did that, for a team that is the most beloved team in the state, got them their first title, and then went back to back with those titles. He is number one, and what Nikola Jokic is doing is exactly the same thing for the Nuggets. 
we watch that team struggle and try and fail and have mild success and maybe even maybe even have a stretch of years where um, they were a super competitive basketball team, but they never won the big one. But you now have a guy who you love who got you to the highest of heights. And that is exactly what John Elway did. And that is exactly why Nikola Jokic is in the same conversation with John Elway already right now. Because they've done their career arc is parallel for teams that we wanted to see be successful, but we hadn't seen until they came and changed their calculus. You're right. I'm not trying to take anything away from John. Again, like I grew up in Denver watching John Elway win Super Bowls. Like he is as integral to my sports fandom as anybody ever has. But been. he also lost the Super Bowls. And I think that's for John Elway. One of the things that we loved about him is he, it's that old, what's, what's the adage? Get knocked down seven times, get up eight. That was John Elway. Right. And, and so for him to win and for him to be, able to be, still be a significant contributor to a team that beat the Packers. Like, nobody thought that was going to happen. That elevated him to a place that only Nikola Jokic now is able to touch. We're up against it. It's Wednesday. It's time for shout-outs. Who's killing it? Who's crushing it? I love you, man. You're my boy, Blue! Who's absolutely balling? We just become best friends. Yup! Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. Dempsey and Company present. You wanna go do karate in the garage? Shout outs. Shout out here from the text line from the 718, the Highland Hills Jaguars 12UB team for an undefeated championship in Nashville over President's Weekend. Overtime winner to win that thing and raise the trophy. Love it. Heck yeah, man. Love it. Congratulations. Shout out to them. Uh, my shout out, I'm stepping away from coaching youth hockey uh, as of today. I've got my final skate with my team. Um, I just want to shout out uh, the Colorado Thunderbirds organization, the Littleton Hawks, Phil Patno, Eric Killam, uh, Kevin Alpert, Trip Wheat, uh, Piam Sammy, all the guys, Angelo Ricci uh, for giving me an opportunity there, Brian Tenike, the greatest manager in the history of youth sports uh, in Tammy Sellers. Um, I'm, I'm really sad I'm moving away from it. Um, but it's time. I, I need I need time away from the rink. Yeah. And um, just a shout out to to all who make youth hockey in this great state of Colorado uh, work and, and have been a home for me ever since I was three years old. Uh, thank you and a shout out there. I have two. Uh, one, I want to shout out Ryan Johansson for like grinding through uh, not great, not so great play to maybe be emerging on the other side uh, for the Avs. I, I loved what he said after the game, and and I know, um, you know, in, for these athletes, it's hard to not play well when you know you should be playing better, and you know you're working hard enough to that you should be in a different space. Um, so shout out for him for persevering. Hopefully, this is a start of good things to come. And then I want to shout out a good friend of mine, Nick Graham. He's a uh, basketball trainer and a lot of things in this city. Um, I've known him for 20 years. He wrote uh, a book. He wrote his second book, and. Uh, we had the book launch over, he had the book launch I was able to host um, over the weekend uh, for his second book called Underdog. Uh, I, um, he, uh, I, I first met him, his dad was an assistant coach at the University of Colorado a long time ago. He played for Washington State as a basketball player. Um, he coached Valor Christian's um, summer league basketball team uh, this year. Uh, so he's doing all the things, but congratulations to Nick on your second book um, and many more to come.
I want to give a shout out to the Detroit Mercy Titans basketball team. Last week, they were 0-26 on the season, 26 straight losses. If you go back to last season, they were rocking a 27-game losing streak until a week ago today, they hosted the IUPUI Jaguars, and they finally won a game, and then their fans stormed the court. Because I'll tell you what, brother, you may lose 27 games in a row, but you're not going to lose 28. So shout out to Detroit Mercy for not giving up. And then I will give a shout out to either of you if you can tell me what IUPUI stands for. Indiana University of Purdue University. Oh. Indianapolis? Yes! yes! Yeah! Huge yeah! 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 <laughs> and on that note, successful note, we're out of here. For Chris Dempsey, for Steve Nelson, I'm Alex Ryan Emmy. Love and appreciate you as always, Nelly. Do y'all remember the soup? <laughs> the alphabet soup. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Of so course. I always just talk about like, hey, we scraping the bowl today. We scraping, <laughs> we eating up, we eating up everything, right? And we only looking for dubs. PhD's <laughs> coming up next. <laughs>